Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We just bless you this morning. I feel like so much, um, really what's on the heart and mind of God this morning is just this idea of regularity. There's this idea of consistency and regularity because that's the place of power. That's the place of power. But, but it has to start. It all starts because we create, Genesis tells us that God, the world was framed through the word of God. And, and, and Jesus Christ said, all power and authority that has been given unto me, therefore you go and in my name, you create your world through the power of faith that is released. Faith is released through the power of our words. That was the precedent that Jesus was showing the disciples that day that you can count on faith and that faith is released. Our world's world is framed through the Word of God. And as we're, we've already clicked over into February, I was thinking, I'm thinking that we're still in January. We're in February, hallelujah. And we are allowing the Word of God and these beautiful prophecies that we have heard concerning 2018 to become a part of us. And it starts with His Word is first place and final authority not his word is first place and final authority. And then I go about doing my things. It's God, what, what will it take in my life? What is on the tablet of my heart that is keeping, what are the weeds that are keeping your word from being the most significant reality in my life? You know how you know that it is the most significant thing in your life? You know how you know, and, and this is not, you know how I know? It's the first thing I run to. That's how we know. That's the thermometer. That's the test. And, and the beautiful thing is that the Bible says that God's given to every one of us the measure of faith. Every one of us, as the disciples walk with Jesus, they may have been astonished at things he did on day one, but I promise you, their faith was increasing. It increased to the place where just like a child that says, no, mommy, me do, me do, me do. They got to the place where they're like, Jesus will do. We don't ever hear when Jesus said, you know, go two by two. We don't ever hear the little discourse that the disciple says, you know, no way, there's no way we can do it. We don't know how to do it. You are Jesus and we don't know how to, no, their faith grew. Their faith grew, they walked with him and they talked with him and they observed and they saw changes. Hallelujah, I want to read to you. And so I, I feel like what's on the heart and mind of God is this idea of meditation as we're allowing God's word and the promises that we've heard so far, I think, I don't know about you, but maybe the biggest one, I think Kenneth prophesied over 2018. He said 2018 is the year of the Holy Ghost and fire. Woo, hallelujah. And Jerry Seville, he prophesied, you know, you know, God, we want to see your glory. God, that's the passion this year. Your desire, Father, is that that would be the cry of our heart, that we would cry out every single day, Lord, of our lives. We are hungry for your glory. We're hungry for your presence to be seen, to be known. We're hungry for your power. We're hungry for your goodness, God. And then we heard, you know, as prophetess Kathy would see her, Psalm 65, 11, that God crowns, have you been meditating it? We're muttering it. You know, as we um, worship God, let's, let's do that right now. 
You know, as we worship God in our giving, let, let me read you this, and then I'm going to go on to another story. When we talk about, you know, um, regularity, it's a story about Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, and stay with me, Liz, um, verses 2 to 5. And it says, um, he and all of his family, if you need an offering, envelope, just lift your hand. We're just going to worship God here. Hallelujah. He's setting, he's showing us precedent and the significance of his word. And the scripture says this, he and all of his family, we just welcome you, Lord. God's in the house. Hallelujah. Today, every one of us are leaving this place. How many of you have faith for every single one of us to leave changed? How many of you have faith today for any, every single one of us to get what we need in the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. We're not looking to the person on our right or left. You're not looking to me. You're looking to him in the name of Jesus. And so Acts chapter 10 tells us that he and his family were devout, Cornelius, and God-fearing, that he gave generously to those in need, and he prayed to God regularly. One day at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision, and he distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. And Cornelius stared at him in fear, the scripture said, and said, what is it, Lord? And he asked, he asked, and the angel answered. Now, you know who Cornelius is. Cornelius, through his regularity, Cornelius, through his consistency, the scripture says that the angel said to him, your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Your prayers and your gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. That word, um, we all know what a memorial is when we think about, you know, a gravesite. It's a stone structure. So his consistency, his, it's, the scripture says he prayed to God regularly. It, it doesn't tell us that he was super eloquent. It doesn't tell us he was the greatest prayer on the face of the earth. That's why he was the first Gentile who was converted. It just tells us he was regular. It just tells us he was regular, that he was consistent, that he just showed up, that he just kept on showing up, that he was consistent. And that, for Cornelius, changed everything. That, in his life, that regularity, maybe it was a few moments. We don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us how long. It doesn't tell us how great. But we know that regularity is another spiritual law. It creates impact. It creates change. Regularity changes everything. It changes everything. Regularity does two things. It keeps us strong. But also, the scripture is showing us here in Acts chapter 10 that it goes up before God as a memorial. It's a structure before God. It's a, a constant reminder. That's what the angel was saying. Your prayers and your gifts to the poor have come up before God as a memorial. This thing that you keep doing every day, you just keep doing it every day. You're just not, you're not coming off it. You're just not willing to change. You're just not willing. Nobody is changing your mind. No one's been able to change your mind. And so guess what? He said, it's literally created. It's the craziest thing. I mean, literally, before Almighty God, there is a structure. 
like your prayers have been heaping up before him as a reminder of what you believe, what you believe and the words that are alive that you speak are a constant reminder of faith before God. What we believe, prayer, what we believe. Meditation, declarations, confessions, what we really believe. Coming up before God because of consistency. Imagine that to be the first Gentile because of consistency. Let's lift your offering envelopes to the Lord. Father, we thank you. That's what you're doing in our hearts, God. There's only ever obstacles that would cause us to just be consumed with things and consumed with life that we would forget things. Forget things that are so important. Forget things that are precedent. Forget things that we need. Forget things that will change everything. Forget things that will do the very things that we need. It's only a crowded and overcrowded heart. And so we're just inviting you today, God. We're just inviting you in the name of Jesus to just come. Hallelujah. God says this year, he says, I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe it even if it were told you. And Lord, as we pray over every single offering this morning, we are declaring Psalm 6511. We thank you so much for your, Lord, for your presence right now. And we're just declaring in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, we thank you for crowning this year, crowning this year, crowning my year, crowning our year with your goodness. You're crowning this year, Lord, with your glory, with everything about you, everything about you, God, that's good, according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And the scripture goes on to say, and you're causing our paths, God, to overflow with your abundance. Lord, just like Cornelius, his giving and his words, his giving and his words, created a structure before you consistency is the result of faith you could use those words interchangeably he regularly did because he believed he regularly did because he believed what he was saying was changing everything. He regularly showed up because he believed that God would show him what to say and what to do and, and what to say and what to do that came from God would change everything. God, we thank you for taking things, Lord, today, for such an anointing today in the name of Jesus to remove chaos from our minds, chaos from our lives. We thank you, Lord, where, where life and the enemy and just wrong thinking has tipped things, God, upside down and created an overcrowded heart. We release our faith today in our giving in the name of Jesus. And we set precedent today, God, just like we read about in Cornelius. We ask for grace to be regular, for grace to be consistent in what we believe. 
And we ask, Lord, that you would open up our eyes to show us what we really believe. Help us to know what we're thinking. Help us to know what we're thinking. Help us to either identify it, God, through our thinking or through our feeling or through our saying. Help us to identify these things so that we can change them. So that we can change them. Because feelings and thoughts can be changed. They are not structures that are immovable. They can be changed. And when we change them to line up with the way God thinks and feels and wants us to act, they open the door and create blessing in our lives. And so we receive that in the name of Jesus. We just declare that hundredfold return, Lord. We just declare that consistency. We declare that we are, we're consistent, hallelujah, consistent in our Christianity. We're consistent in our Christianity. We're the same in here that we are out there in the name of Jesus. We're consistent. We're not one way in here or one way around Christians than we are around those who don't know Christ yet. John 17 says the intimation is that our relationship with him, our unity with him, our love for him and our love for the brothers, our brothers is what will cause those the intimation is that is what will cause those who don't know Christ to know Christ. It's through our consistency, through our regularity. So they don't look us and say, hey, you're so happy today. Oh my gosh, let me pick you up off the floor. Oh, wow, you are so encouraged today. Wow, are you ever depressed? Hallelujah, we're consistent in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, the word of God is our firm foundation. It's the first place we go to in Jesus' name. We declare that it's first place, his words, they are final authority. They are final authority. And just like this example in the life of Cornelius, our, our, our giving and our words done consistently come up before God and they change everything. Amen. Let me give you a story. Hallelujah. Everybody good in the house? God is here in the name of Jesus and we just thank him that supernaturally he's just revealing to us this year as we you know, even as you just, I'm, I'm, before we leave, one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to just take out a piece of paper and just ask Holy Spirit. And maybe you've already got, maybe it's Psalm 6511. Maybe there's another scripture that you're believing God for, something that God spoke to your heart. We're just going to do the exercise. You know, uh, the scripture tells us concerning the things that we've heard and learned, the scripture encourages us to do those things do what we've heard and do what we've learned so we're just going to go through the simple exercise because deuteronomy tells us that god says you know take my word let me read it to you hallelujah it says this these are the commands the decrees and the laws the lord your god directs me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the jordan to possess so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord, your God, as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you so that you may enjoy long life. So doing things God's ways causes us to enjoy long life. He says, hear and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey. God's ways are right, and right ways produce blessing. 
just as the Lord, the God of your fathers promised. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, he says. And these commandments or these instructions I give you uh, today are to be upon your hearts. And this is, this is what he's saying. We're talking about regularity. We're talking about power in consistency. We're talking about creating our world. Ushers, you can go ahead. I'm just going to keep on going. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And so it goes on to say this. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit down and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. I think that's all the time. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you're sitting, when you're walking, when you're lying down and when you get up. I think that's pretty much all the time. Okay? Tie them, he says, as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them. Why? Is he a killjoy? And he's just like, you know, work, 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 work your fingers to the bones. No, because his ways are right and right produce blessing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He says, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And, and he says, when the Lord your God brings you into the land, he's able to bring us in. He's able to bring us in because our overcrowded heart has been, all the clutter has been removed so that we could remember to keep the main thing the main thing and be regular and consistent about it. And then just like Cornelius, be blessed about it. That's how we enter in. That's how we enter in. That's how you enter into anything that you're believing God for, consistency. Come on, you hear from God. The Bible says in Mark 11 that you believe, you receive when you pray. So you receive it in that, that moment, you, you receive it as done. And from that moment, you thank the Lord for it, but you are consistent in your thanksgiving and your gratitude. You're not, you're not, and, and can I tell you, grace is there for us to be consistent. Grace is there for us to remain steadfast and immovable. Jesus came to the earth to show us that it could be done. And to give us Holy Spirit to empower us to do the things that we can't do on our own. So he goes on to say, when the Lord your God brings you, because God's all about getting to us this year. He's all about blessing us this year. He's all about enlarging us. He's all about increasing us so that we realize, yes, God wants to bless me, but I know that my life poured out will bless those who are around me. I'm going to tell you a story that is just so amazing. And so it goes on to say, when Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large flourishing cities that you didn't build, houses, come on, filled with all kinds of good things that you didn't provide. This is what the promised land holds. This is what happens when we're consistent with what God promises us. Now I'm not saying, you know, it's going to happen overnight. But if we receive grace from Holy Spirit every day and we do what Cornelius did, we remain steadfast in Psalm 65:11. You crown my year, this year, my year with your goodness and my paths are overflowing with abundance. And, and you clear out the clutter so that you remember. You know what happens if you go to the grocery store and, and someone gives you, aren't you amazed sometimes when you go to a restaurant and, and there's like eight of you at the table and, and there's no pen or paper in sight? Aren't you amazed and you're wondering, you're, you're thinking to yourself, for sure they're going to get something wrong. And they come back, you know, and a lot of times they do. 
But you know, when you go to the grocery store and you've got way too much on your mind and then you come home without the very thing that you needed, or you go downstairs and you're like, oh my gosh, the reason I went downstairs, I totally forgot why I went down. Holy Spirit, why did I go down there? What is that? It's overcrowded mind or heart. And so when we remove the clutter from our mind and our heart, we're able to remain focused. We're able to remain consistent. Does that make sense? It's so easy. And so why are we doing that? Because God's desire is to get blessing to us this year. God's desire is to jump us up to those new levels that, that pastor's been talking to us about. God's desire where the enemy has come in or wrong thoughts have come in and tried to diminish us or slow us down. God's promise is Amos 9, that we will exponentially increase and make up for lost time in the name of Jesus through our uncluttered hearts and our consistent lifestyle. I didn't say perfect. I said consistent. Holy Spirit will align you when you're listening. You know, when things are moving from, Lord, I just, I, I really need wisdom concerning my children. God, I really need wisdom. Mark tells me that I believe what I receive when I pray. So God, I just thank you for wisdom right now. I'm asking you for wisdom. You said if I ask for wisdom, God, that I don't have to earn it, that you will give it to me liberally. You will give it to me freely. So God, I just thank you for wisdom. I have it now, God. I, I just thank that I have wisdom for my children. I just thank you. I have wisdom for my children. And I'm not going to walk away from that place and say, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. So-and-so is being being so bad and I don't I just don't know what to do I just don't know what to do I just don't know what, what way to turn there I, I just feel like I'm just going cuckoo that's how many of you know that's not consistent and regular how many of you know that how many of you know when you go to the Lord and you believe you receive when you pray you take it you have it right and then we thank the Lord that we have it and from that moment forward, if you're having trouble being consistent, one of the things that we need to do, Holy Spirit is with us. He's our helper. He's our friend. He's our helper. We need, we need sometimes to just say to him, hey, Holy Spirit, you know, like Job, he had an overcrowded heart. What was he overcrowded with? He was overcrowded with the cares of life, the cares for his children, wasn't he? And so he was do, you know, presenting offerings every single day because he was worrying about what wasn't even happening. But the scripture says that Job eventually said, that which I greatly feared, that which cluttered my heart, the weeds, the thorns in my heart stopped me. He said that eventually came upon me. But what I'm focusing on today is not that that came upon you, is that it robbed the blessing. It robbed the blessing. This is a year where our paths will overflow with the abundance of God there. God, that is God's intention. Just like Jesus setting precedent and speaking to the tree and coming back and those words changed everything. When Jesus spoke Psalm 6511 to you and I at the beginning of the word, each one of us had a choice to receive those words to unclutter our hearts and when the heart is uncluttered it's easy then to remain consistent it's easy to do this when the main thing is the main thing so he goes on to say houses filled with all kinds of good things that you didn't provide wells that you didn't dig and vineyards and olive groves that you didn't plant and then you will eat 
Then when you eat and you are satisfied, he says, be careful that you don't forget the Lord. That you don't forget how you got there. Don't forget how you got there. Don't be consistent in one area and think that it's exclusive to one area. This is a lifestyle of consistency. It's a lifestyle of regularity. Remember, we're, we're the same in here than we are out there. We're consistent in the things of God. Let me read you the story of an African missionary by the name of Tracy. It says recently she was driving and, and this is, you know, the why are we doing this? Why the consistency? Yes, for the houses that we didn't build and fill with the things that, you know, we didn't fill them with. Yes, yes for the blessing of God. Yes, because just like we love to shower our children with blessings, so does God love to shower his children with blessing. But what God's desire through this consistency is that Cornelius's regularity blessed his family. How many of you know that? How many of you know that, that salvation that day did not just come to Cornelius? How many of you know that? You know the scripture. But it came to him and to his whole household. Well, God's desire is that the power of your life would be an example of what is right so that others who are around you, others who are around you, others who are around me, others who are around us would be blessed because the consistency and the regularity of our lives. It says this, Tracy recently, it says, she was driving from South Africa to Mozambique when the small bus just ahead of her went out of control, rolled to the road and crashed at a speed of, this is kind of a R-rated story, but, um, and crashed at the speed of a, about 60 miles an hour. Passengers, it says, were thrown from the vehicle as it ro rolled. She and other motorists stopped to assist and, and discovered a gruesome scene as they went, to the vic went victim to victim. Many people had life-threatening injuries. Traumatic head injuries were laying unconscious, traumatic head injuries, and were laying unconscious. One woman was clearly dead. She had no vital signs. Her head was facing her back, and she had one eye lying on her cheek. Our missionary, a graduate from Stanford, as a physician's assistant, listen to this, took the bystanders and placed them by each of the injured persons. And she instructed them to speak life in Jesus' name. She's grabbing people, there's this, you know, and she's not, fear is not causing her to run the other way. Her consistency has done something about her perspective with the Lord and her perspective about herself and her perspective of the temporary nature of the circumstances that you and I face every day. She instructs them and says, speak life in Jesus' name. So there's a mess. And she's grabbing people and saying, you hear, you hear, you hear, you hear. And this is what I need you to do. She says, speak life in Jesus' name. And when I look over at you, I want to see your lips moving. Come on, true story. When I look at you, why? Because she has faith. She has faith in the power of words that bring life to a situation. Wow. 
She says, when I look at you, I want to see your lips moving, and move they did. Minutes later, as she was assess assessing the casualties, the woman assigned to the dead person, scre passenger screamed. The dead woman had groaned, turned her head around, and begun to breathe again. To their amazement, the woman's vital signs were strong, and her misplaced eye was back in its socket. Come on, Jesus. The power of consistency in the middle of a crisis changes everything. Because consistency will then enable the right words to be chosen first. And those right words that are chosen first often are the determining outcome of situations. But that doesn't happen by accident. This girl was prepared. Right living, right believing, and right living. And consistency in here and out there produced power in the middle of a crisis that didn't only change her life, but everyone around her. Not only those who are casualties in the wreck, but those, how many of you know, if, if someone said to you, you come, you know, it's like, it's like uh, the picture that comes to my mind is that, you know, when they ask um, to carry Jesus' cross, um, what's his name? Simon. <laughs> and, you know, you see this, ah, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, you know? And, and imagine, like, she's dead and she's saying, speak life. You're like, you know, you might do it once or twice, but that, that, that girl who believed released authority and belief. Those people knew when she spoke. There was a godness. She didn't say, you know, I think it's a good idea that you all just speak life in Jesus' name. They'd have got up and walked away probably. But there was something about her consistency, power, the power of God in her words was released that changed changed what people did and changed how they responded come on when was the last time you told somebody to say something and they actually said it that you didn't know come on you say hi to people that you don't know and they put their head down and, and walk away these people went to a woman whose lady's head is facing backward and her eyes down on her cheek and she's dead, and, she, and you tell her, stay there and don't move and speak life in the name of Jesus. And I better see your lips moving, by the way. You're like, if she moves in the other direction, I'm out of here. So when she turns around again, there's not only no lips moving, there's no people. Every one of them stayed. Why? Because of the power of consistency and regularity like Cornelius, like this woman, like Jesus with the fig tree. He just went by just to, you know, let's just, you know, why don't we go this way, Master? I think we're gonna go this way. Let's just go this way. And they're like, what? And he chuckles, because he knows. He knows the power of steadfastness. The power of an uncluttered heart 
that's just able to be steadfast, not eloquent, not perfect in what comes out of here, but in line, in line and in order. Her words weren't, you know, she said, life in Jesus' name. So the life in Jesus' name, life in Jesus' name. She's looking, life in Jesus' name. Do you think they have faith? They have no faith until things start happening. And they're looking around them and there's a whirlwind and they are forever changed. Minutes later, she was assessing the casualties. The woman assigned to the dead passenger screamed and the dead woman had grown, turned her head around and begun to breathe. To their amazement, the woman's vital signs were strong and her misplaced eye was back in its socket. That caused the others to pray all the more earnestly for their patience. And within a short period of time, one life affecting another and then another and then another. Within a short period of time, the unconscious victims had regained consciousness. And those with serious wounds, come on guys, they stopped bleeding. There is enough power in this room today to unclutter every single one of our hearts and minds. There is enough power in this room today. There is enough power in, in, in his pinky finger. And he is here. You know why I know? Because the word tells us that we're two or more gathered together in his name, that he is here. 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 Right now he is here. Why? Because the word of God tells us that when two or more gather together, that he is at our midst. And I am steadfast in that reality. Therefore, Smith Wigglesworth would look in the mirror every day and he would say, God lives in this suit. God lives in this suit. And wherever I go, God goes. God, stretch our reality. Stretch our reality. Give us wisdom, God, to know where our hearts have been so encumbered with things that seem important. But if we would stop and slow down and hear from you, we would, we would come to realize that we are fighting symptoms. We're fighting symptoms and we're like dogs chasing our tail, never ever learning, but ever coming to the knowledge of the truth. A dog chasing his tail and circumstances never changing and discouragement settling in because much time has gone by and I haven't seen things change. But regularity. See, you can go into the presence of God discouraged. But if you stay there,
We're the main thing. It's the main thing. We so need you. Where other truths have diminished your word. And you yourself declared that man shall not live by bread alone. But every word, every word, every word, every word. We bless you this morning, Jesus. We thank you for uncluttering our hearts. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for the testimonies of the lives of those, God. Who have done what it takes to keep an uncluttered heart and a focus towards you so that we could be witnesses, just like those people that day, of your majesty, of your kingdom, of the way things really were meant to be so when we live in a world where everything tries to tell us that the Bible is only a storybook it's not something you can stake your life on it's just a bunch of stories it's passe it's passed away it's not relevant God that we would receive the strength that comes and the life that Proverbs 4 tells us God my son you said tend to my words and climb your ears unto my sayings for my words are life to those who find them, they are health and they are medicine to your flesh. Bring us back to that place. Bring us back to that place. Bring us back to that place, God. Within a short period of time, the unconscious victims had regained consciousness and those who were serious wounds stopped bleeding. Many injuries were healed and people were spared who surely should have died. He goes on to say, the writer, when I heard that story, he said, my mind kept coming back to the people who stood by and prayed, even when the situation seemed hopeless. And that's the kind of attitude that we must have during the time of believing during that middle ground where God tells us what it's supposed to look like and we're just not quite there yet.
We will declare your goodness and your faithfulness, God, even in the midst of trial, before we have the answer. Before we see the answer, we will continue to declare the goodness of God. on the rampart I will set myself and I will watch to see I will set myself and I will watch to see what he will say to me and the Lord answers him because he sets himself because he's because of that consistency he's not moving he knows he needs to hear from God and he's not moving he set himself and he's waiting He's waiting because he knows that man won't live by our words or our choices or, you know, pro and pros and cons lists. You know, this job or that job, let me write down the pros and the cons. We have Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. We are his sheep, the scripture says, and we do hear his voice. And so I just want us to take maybe just a minute, if you have a piece of paper and a pen, just as we dismiss the service today. And Habakkuk chapter 2 says this. It says, write the vision. Write the vision. Write what, it, what is it that God is saying? What is it that God is saying that he wants to do in your life this year? Maybe, like I said, you're just going to write Psalm 65, 11, And then Deuteronomy chapter 6 tells us how to get into the promised land. It tells us to, to put it somewhere and, and, and talk about it. You know, when we wake up in the morning, when we're lying down, when we're going for a walk, it tells us to put it as frontlets, you know. Just put the word everywhere. Unclutter your heart and become preoccupied with what it is that God is saying and enter that place of faith that is the place of gratefulness and thankfulness until you see things change. It says, write the vision and make it plain on tablets. So there's, we got to write it down. It says, so that we can run when we read it. So when we go to your refrigerator or when you go to your mirror in the washroom or when you go down your hall or I don't know that important place, maybe in your Bible, the scripture says that we are to watch and see, God, what is the most important thing that you want to do in my life in 2018? Maybe there's one, maybe, maybe there's two, maybe there's three. I would encourage you if this is new to you, pick one. This is a new lifestyle to you of consistency. Pick one. But when we do, because Jesus proved precedent that day. Faith is a law. It's, it's unchanging. It's unchanging. And so what we need to do is set ourselves, hear what he's saying, write it down so that we can see it and that we can run with it. He says, the vision will speak. 
Isn't that what Joshua chapter one tells us? He says, the, this book of the law or my promises should not depart out of your mouth, but you should mutter them, make them important, focus on them through the day. Deuteronomy six, Joshua one eight, we're seeing consistency in this. Meditate on it day and night so that you can observe and do. That word observe has the connotation of hearing and doing. It has the connotation of a level of respect. That we will follow what it is that, that we are hearing and that he's saying. That we respect his word. We respect what he's saying. So much so, when you respect it, so much so that you write it down. So much so when you respect it, you're going to look at it every day because those are God's words. And those words, according to Proverbs 4, are alive. And those words and the consistency of my life are the key to my breakthrough. Come on. It's simple. But we got to get out the weeds. Job had weeds. And until he dealt with the weeds, he wasn't restored. But once he dealt with the weeds, he was restored. We don't have to go through trauma and trial and chaos. We can just do what he says. We can, we can just do what he says. He says that we, that we, this, that word observe means that we, that we noticed it, notice it and that it registers in our hearts and minds that it's important. It registers, it hits us. It sticks with us. That's why sometimes you got to just sit there and be quiet. Because truth is, we live in an information society where so much information is passing us. Sometimes it takes us a while to shut everything down. And that's where a lot of confusion comes from. Am I, am I hearing God? Is it me? But when we discipline ourselves to, to stay there long enough so that this shuts down. And then when he speaks, his thoughts are spontaneous flow. God's words are not a result of our calculating life. They are quiet, unencumbered heart, quiet mind, spontaneous flow. And those words stick with you. They stick with you. And the more we do that, the more it impacts us here, the more it outflows there, the more these testimonies are not just in, the, in other nations, they're in Starbucks. Come on. Tim Hortons, Walmart. Come on, people every day wanting to, you know, commit suicide. Right? End it all. They have no hope. They just got a fatal report where their health was concerned. Come on. And just that regularity. You know, there's just, hey, there's just something, you know, just really feeling like I just, can I just pray for you? Something going on in your life? I don't know why. God just seems to be highlighting you right now to me. Is there something that you'd like prayer for. Men, when people are desperate, they don't care where they are. They will receive help. 
Because just like that woman who looked at those people and said, say life in Jesus' name, when we do it consistently, we're changing. So now when I tell you to go to Starbucks or Walmart, you're like, but when we do it out of consistency, we are being transformed. And now we're going just like her because we've heard from him. And there's a boldness and there's a compassion and there's a love and an understanding and a courage that changes everything and everyone. In Jesus' name, it says this, let me close. It says, you will meditate on it day and night so that you can observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will deal wisely and have good success in life. And so before you leave today, I'm just going to ask that you do that, that you just take, just take a moment and just, maybe there's one and maybe you're sitting there and there's none, Psalm 6511. That says, that's, that's a great one. That's a great one. And then every day, just every day, you know, my, one of the, I'm going to close, you know, come on up. But I, I, one of the, the things that changed my life as a brand new Christian that the Lord said to me is he said, you know, Tina, you have to create a vacuum for me. I would go through the day and be so full of my three little children and all of the needs of life and the busyness of life. And he said, focus on one thing. And if it's important enough to you, significant enough that's up to you he said to me that's up to you I can't do that for you you do that you make it important and when it's important you'll remember it if it's important you'll remember it and I would do that just methodically I'd say okay God said if it's important I'll remember it and if that meant I'm gonna set my alarm then I was setting my alarm because I knew God said this is precedent. I have to create a vacuum so that my life can change through consistency. In Jesus' name, amen? amen. Hallelujah.